selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. I know I bang on about it, but it really is hard getting women onto soundtracking. Such is the male dominance in the industry. But every now and again, we succeed. In this case, with the supremely gifted writer, director, Clive Bernard. Her latest offering is Dark River, which is available on home entertainment formats now. Starring Ruth Wilson, Mark Stanley and Sean Bean, tells the story of a woman who returns home after a 15-year absence to claim the tenancy of her father's farm. As well as featuring a new track by PJ Harvey, Dark River is scored by Harry Escott, who has worked with Clio on all three of her features, starting with her debut, The Arbor. Before we kick off with one of Harry's cues from that film, I should warn you that this episode contains a major spoiler relating to her fantastic second movie, The Selfish Giant. Welcome to Soundtracking. I just said I get so excited when I see that you have a new film coming out because we've just had this wonderful collection of, of your storytelling through The Arbor and Selfish Giant and Dark River. And what I think you just do so well is, as I said, you're just a great storyteller and through characters. Where did this story and the, the seed and the idea for Dark River come about, first of all? It came from a novel by Rose Tremaine called Trespass. 
there's about two sets of adult siblings, but I was really interested in um, Audron and Aramon, as they're called in the novel, um, and they became Alice and Joe. And I was really interested in the relationship between them and their, in a way, desperation to connect, but their inability to connect with each other. And also that, that relationship and how it's quite solitary in terms of their location and their upbringing and the environment that they're brought in as well and how that's, it's a character in the film itself, really. Was that easy to kind of put down in a script? Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot in the script of, I guess, that are scene directions, but that are, I hope quite uh, evoked the atmosphere that I wanted to get at and the kind of... Um, uh, how important the landscape was and how important the animals in the landscape was and how important the sort of the natural elements within the film were as well as the house yeah um, and finding the house was actually really important so at a certain point we've, we found a house and I spent time with farmers and then the script kind of adjusted again and changed again oh wow yeah. whilst you were in that environment yeah amazing yeah You've amazingly got this... I mean, you've worked with, with Harry Escott throughout your films, mm. who we'll talk about in a second, but mm -hmm. you have the wonderful PJ Harvey who has mm. lent her talents to mm -hmm. this film with a beautiful song called An Acre of Land. How did that come about? How did PJ get involved in this project? Well, I mean, I've loved her work for a very long time. Same. <laughs> yeah, I think, she's, I think she's amazing. I really, I really love her work. I suppose Let England Shake and White Chalk have this a kind of relationship with, um, I think, what I was trying to do in Dark River in some ways. very excited about after she'd seen um, The Selfish Giant. So yeah, I was very thrilled to get a letter from her. Wow. And so so we met up and we talked about, you know, the possibility of working together. And, uh, you know, I've worked with Harry for all of the films that I've, that I've made and I like to work with score in a really particular way so that it's it never leads you emotionally, yeah. but it kind of supports what's there emotionally and it's quite minimal. Mm -hmm. So the only room really for... Um, anything more melodic is, is kind of at the beginning and the end. So it seemed to me that a really good way for us all to work together was to find a song that she could sing that would kind of top and tail the film. So I sent her the script and she read it and was very excited about it because she's, she 
grew up on a sheep farm. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and she was writing, at the time she was writing poems about sheep. <laughs> and we were kind of reading the same stuff. So there's, a, there's these really brilliant Ted Hughes poems um, called Moortown Diary when he was working as a farmer. So we, we had very, the same kind of points of reference. And Harry had the same points of reference. So we, we kind of all came with very similar suggestions for what we thought that song might be at that point. My father left me an acre of land Sing ivy, sing ivy My father left me an acre of land Sing holly, go whistle and ivy I ploughed it with a ram's horn Sing ivy, sing ivy sewed it all over with one peppercorn Sing holly, go whistle and ivy Sing holly, go whistle and I mean, I love synergy and how things happen for a reason, and that's just a great example of kind of those moments where you go, wow, really? Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. And then were you there throughout the whole process of of the creation of that song and the recording of it? And, you know, were, were, were you part of that? So, you know, Harry obviously does a lot of work by himself. Without, <laughs> yeah. um, but so, so what happened was... Well, we were cutting. Oh, this is the process that we that we, that we usually do. Is at a certain point through the in the edit, he'll come in and watch. Yeah. And then kind of go away and kind of mull on it and come up with different ideas. And sometimes he's sending little bits and pieces through. So, for example, there's a bit where um, where it's hard to tell it without giving things away. But there's a bit where um, that felt like Alice might be hiding something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that was the feedback from one of the screenings. And I didn't want it. I wanted it to be more ritualistic, mm -hmm. like it was a ritual of burial, really. And so I knew I needed some kind of score there that 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 got that across. Yeah. So Harry scored something for there to help us see whether or not that moment was going to work. So he'll kind of send little bits and pieces as as we go along. And then the song came probably two-thirds of the way into the edit, something like that, where we knew that this was the right place for it. And um, I think he tried a couple of things, but I can't remember what the other thing was now. But the thing about that particular children's rhyme, because it's a children's rhyme, it's a tra traditional children's rhyme, is that it sets so much up in narratively, but yeah. also there's a kind of implicit thing about the, the history of the land and the history of land ownership. 
She's one of those characters that um, she's very private, and you never really, you never know much behind the name PJ Harvey, really. And this, for me, sounds like a very different sound in PJ Harvey.、Mm. I think if you heard the track without knowing it was her, you wouldn't immediately know it was her. And I think that that's beautiful. It's a softer, I don't know. It just sounds, and it feels like it, it's because she's made such a connection with the story.、Mm. I don't know whether that's the reason or not, but it just sounds, it's so beautiful. Mm. So beautiful. There's not really a question there. It's just a, it's just more of an observation in、mm. terms of how the song kind of makes me feel. Can we talk a bit more about Harry and how that relationship started? Because, you know, as you say, you've worked together since the Arbor. Is that the first?、Mm. How did you meet, and why was he the right person, and why did you want to continue working with your films? It's a good question, actually, about how how it first started. Because I actually can't remember. But I think <laughs> I was probably he just appeared in your life. He appeared, yeah. Because <laughs>、um, Molly worked on on the album yeah, with him as well, Molly Nyman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I probably at that point was looking at different composers and listening to different composers, and I really liked what they'd done on.、Um, there's a Nick Brumfield film. Yeah. Which I really and I really loved what the, what they'd done on that.、Uh, yeah, I met with them and and I and I loved what they did on the Arbor. So I knew I wanted to work,、uh, yeah, with Harry again, and and I really loved what he did on the Selfish Giant, and he's also worked quite closely with Tim Barker, who's the sound designer that I work with.、Um, so they're very collaborative in terms of the way they they work with each other, because sometimes Harry's working with concrete sounds. So like on the 
selfish giant he was working with you know sounds from the scrapyard or so tim will send him some of the sounds that he's recorded on set and then harry will make them into tones and work with them in a more musical way a scoring yeah. way so yeah the beautiful synergy with the films of the those three people you know the director the yeah. sound designer and the composer you don't you never want to see those breaks you never want to see these seams you know and I think with your film, films in particular the the environment is such an important part of of the storytelling uh, and Selfish Shine being a great example you need to talk about those the steel yard and those sounds of, of even the sounds of the horse and the mm-hmm. cart and things like that and how those, it's important to hear those as much as it is important to hear a small piece of score weave its way in. And I love how you, you almost hold back, I think. I think people can be too quick sometimes to, to throw score at a film where there's maybe silence, but silence is as important to you as sounds. Yeah, definitely. It's really important. And, and sometimes I think there's score there that people don't uh, actually consciously hear. Yeah. And I think that's why I kind of knew Harry was really brilliant because on the Arbor there's score that's really subtle that I don't think you, you hear. Same on The Selfish Giant, you know, there's something that builds really, really slowly. And there was, I guess there's a moment in The Selfish Giant similarly to the one that I just mentioned in Dark River where we really needed score to help with understanding. And it was after... Um, I can talk, give this one away, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, after um, Swifties died and he's taking the body away, it, and it's a, ver- it's a crane shot looking out over the landscape and he's kind of going into the distance, it felt, you could, it felt like the movie was finishing and it, it wasn't. Yeah, definitely <laughs> so wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. So, so there was a ver- like, beautiful bit of scoring that he did where it's kind of um, drifting down and pulling you away so that you know there's, there's more to come. so clever you know kind of thinking about score being there for a specific reason Mm. you know whether that's to almost give the audience direction to 
give them information, but then also characterization of people as well. It does a great job in that. And I, I wanted to know if that was something you spoke to Harry about in terms of not there being not certain characters having themes that, that kind of come and go, but whether you think about creating sounds and pieces of score specifically for characters. Well, in some ways, you might need to talk to Harry about that. <laughs> but the thing, the thing that I really loved in the arbor was that he used a harmonium and you know so he'll find things um instrumentation which is which is really specific and appropriate for you know for for, for each film so with the selfish giant there was some i mean it's subtle but there was a kind of western thing going on in the mm-hmm. score and also a kind of um uh, a kind of northern northern thing Dark River, there's, you know, there's the the folk song. So mm-hmm. that and and because it needs to be a coherent whole, obviously that finding that song was really important in terms of what then came in the middle in between. Yeah, it's kind of it's really interesting because every you know every every composer works differently. And and you know, in Hardy Art, I was blown away by his score for Shame, for example, uh-huh. which I just thought was yeah. so powerful. Yeah, and kind of you a great example of where. If you take the score away from the film, the films it really affects, I think, the power and strength of the film mm-hmm. um, as well. But but it's, he's such a clever and talented because he can do both sides of that, where the subtleties are as important as the, the kind of power of things mm-hmm. as well. I wanted to ask as well about writing and how you decide what's next. What helps you form those decisions? It's a good question, and it's a kind of... Um... There's a kind of impulse. It's a bit like a, a seed, and um, and about sort of recognizing that. Mm. And then um, I've just started something new, and that bit is really exciting <laughs> because you kind of think oh, there's a seed of something there. Oh, and that connects back to that, and that connects back to that. So stuff that I might be mulling over for quite a long time, but mm. but not in a totally conscious way. And then, you know, uh, I usually start by sitting down and writing something that's quite short, like four pages about what I think it might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really fun <laughs> because that's the sort of inspiration moment. Yeah. And then, and then it gets hard. <laughs> 
then you and your shed listen to all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I've just—I've kind of decided to not go into the shed and to go and talk to people um, mm. because, in some ways, Dark River was a, a, a bit of a departure from the way that I usually work. Yeah. So um, I'm—I'm I'm starting with um, the seeds of an idea, a kind of rough. Uh, kind of concept of what I want to do yeah. and and then I'm going kind of on the ground to talk to people and starting that way. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Do you use music when you're writing at all? Do you listen to music when you're writing or do you need silence or? I do actually, I do and I can get really distracted by music <laughs> so you know I'll, I'll kind of think oh I just need to look up this artist oh I better look up that one <laughs> so I can kind of go down a, a Spotify rabbit hole basically yeah. where, and 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 not get the writing done so I have to be quite strict about music mm. <laughs> so um music that doesn't have lyrics you know that yeah. that and and I will there's songs that I'll listen to over and over and over again that are associated with the with the film that I'm working on but aren't I won't be using the film mm -hmm. so I think yeah with the self giant it was this Will Oldham track that I just played over and over and over again it was quite slightly obsessively um Do you remember what it's called um it's called I see a darkness <laughs> it's a really really beautiful song Stop our whoring and pull the smiles inside and light it up forever and never go to sleep. My best unbeaten brother, this isn't all I see. soundtrack as well but they're more things that I I don't think oh I'm consciously going to make yeah. an Arbor soundtrack or yeah. I'm consciously going to make a Selfish Giant soundtrack or a Dark River they sort of evolve and they're songs that I completely associate with that film yeah but they're more things that I'll listen to in between writing or on my way home on the train after editing but in terms of what I listen to when I write it has to be without without lyrics so so quite often it's something like um Steve Reich or minimalist stuff yeah
then there was a certain point where I made this um, playlist of sound effects, which Brilliant. is quite weird because I'd sit in my... I've got a shed at, at the bottom of my garden that I write in, so it'd be like blazing hot sunshine, I'm listening to rain. And <laughs> on my headphones, you know? Like, yeah. So I put my headphones on. So, yeah, that was kind of a lot of sounds that would evoke the, evoke the environment. Yeah. Whilst you were there on the farm as well, did you have did you have music with you, or was it just the sounds of the environment you needed around you then? When we were shooting, I mean, the, they were really long days because, you know, it was a kind of your long, regular long shooting day, <laughs> yeah. and, and then I'd go into the cutting room because it was kind of right opposite where I was staying, and we were kind of some days we were doing really weird hours because of the night shoots, so I didn't actually have much time to mm. listen to music, so actually. What I did, quite often did, was when I got back to the where I was staying and, and to unwind, I'd watch comedy or listen to comedy. <laughs> great! <laughs> That's such a great idea. Stuart Lee or... Great! <laughs> Something that would really, really make me laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I really needed it because, it, you know, it was quite, it's, it's a difficult film, it's a difficult subject matter and, and it was quite intense. The casting's incredible. I mean, Ruth's just... I mean, you look at her and she, she very much... You believe her as a sheep farmer for a start. The way mm. she at the start, when you see her shearing the sheep, you're kind of like, man, she really knows what she's doing. Mm. But she's so connected to that land. Was that something that was natural with her? Or was it something that she worked on? It's something that she worked on. I mean, she's she's phenomenally committed. And, you know, both of them are, both she mm. and Mark. So she, yeah, she went and worked with the farmers that I'd met when I was writing the script. And, you know, she was clipping feet, castrating lambs and... Uh, Bloody hell. Yeah, and I think she actually, she taught the farmer how to skin a rabbit rather than the other way around. <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah. It's a good skill. It's a good skill. Yeah. She, I mean, she, yeah, she's absolutely brilliant. She's fearless. Yeah. You know, she really is. Because there was a lot of things she had to get right. She had to get the accent right. Mm -hmm. She had, Yeah, you had to really believe she'd been shearing sheep for all that time. You, and, yeah, you had to believe she had this absolute connection with the land. She's such a great female character as well mm -hmm. that, that you've, you know, adapted from this, this great story. Thank really, you. really, really beautiful. What are the soundtracks or scores that made an impression on you as a film fan over the years? Are there any that stand out? Wow, there's none that actually pop in my mm. head straight away because I think I quite like things that are quite minimal and subtle and stripped back. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is kind of a ridiculous example in a way because it's like the absolute <laughs> opposite of what I just said. But I, I love West Side Story. <gasps> and it's, oh. it's partly the, it's the lyrics, you know, it's the, it's, um, and the kind of the, the so Officer Krupke, I just think it's a really fantastic song. That's the one that popped into my head. That's a great example. Yeah. Are you a musical fan? I wouldn't have taken you as a musical fan. Are you um, a musical fan? Not really, not really, but I just really love that film. It's partly because my kids, for some reason, just love it. I think they love that song in particular because it's really funny. Yeah. But it's really acerbic and it's so political. Yeah. My nine-year-old recently went to the Barbican where the London Symphony Orchestra played it and the kids all got to get up on stage and sing America. No way! Oh my god, I wish I'd known. I've yeah. taken my kids. It was such a great excuse to have the music just constantly around the house. Wow, that's so brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really special. Yeah. Claire, it's a really pleasure to talk to you as always, and, and I really, really can't wait for what's next, but congratulations on Dark River. Thank, Thank you. you. Real Cheers. pleasure talking to you. Thank yeah. you.
See them cops? They believe everything they read in the papers about us cruddy JDs. So that's what we give them. Something to believe in. Hey, you! Who, me, Officer Krupke? Yeah, you! Give me one good reason for not dragging you down to the station house, you punk! Dear kindly Sergeant Krupke, you gotta understand, it's just our bringing up key that gets us out of hand. Our mothers all are junkies, our fathers all are drunks. Golly Moses, naturally we're punks. Gee, Officer Krupke, we're very upset. We never had the love that every child ought to get. We ain't no delinquents, we're misunderstood. Deep down inside us, there is good. There is good, there is good, there is good, there is untapped good. Like inside, the worst of us is good. That's a touching good story. Let me tell it to the world. Just tell it to the judge. Dear, kindly judge your honor, my parents treat me rough With all their marijuana, they won't give me a puff They didn't want to have me, but somehow I was had Leap on lizards, that's why I'm so bad Right, Officer Krupke, you're in your square This boy don't need a judge, he needs an analyst care It's just his neurosis that ought to be quite He's psychologically destroyed. I'm destroyed. We're destroyed. We're destroyed. We're the most destroyed. Like we're psychologically destroyed. From West Side Story, that's G. Officer Krupke rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Clara Bernard. My huge thanks to Clara for taking the time to talk to us. Dark River is available on home entertainment formats now. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to update you on Bumble Presents, the female film force an initiative offering unique grants to aspiring female filmmakers across the UK and Ireland. Applications are now closed, but we wanted to announce that there were well over a thousand applications and Bumble have been blown away by the creativity and courage of the ideas submitted by talented writers, directors and producers, all women. Centred around Bumble's core values of kindness, respect, empowerment and equality, panel of industry experts are now deliberating over the applications to select the final 10 women who will be invited along to an inclusive pitch day at the end of July. I'll then be chairing that panel alongside Kate Kinnamont, Chief Executive of Women in Film and TV, Ophelia Loverbond, Georgina Campbell and more to select our final five from that 10 of formidable women to make short films that we hope will go some way to address this industry imbalance. They'll benefit from a £20,000 production budget and a bespoke mentorship programme. According to Women in Film and TV, women compromised only 18% of directors, writers, producers, executive producers, editors and cinematographers working on the top 250 grossing films of 2017. This represents only a 1% improvement on 2016. While those statistics are saddening, Bumble is committed to fighting for equality in all industries and we can't wait to share the empowering, brilliant stories the female film force propose in the coming weeks and months. Next week, however, we are joined by award-winning director Kevin MacDonald talking about his brand new film, a documentary about Whitney Houston. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. Selling a little... 
or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 